Good morning, and welcome to Bex and Rob. Yeah, that's good all morning. I got. Yeah, that's all I got. I was yeah. trying to go like n- like nightly newscaster. It's probably going to sound like crap. Yeah, breaking news: Bex and Rob still hate each other. Podcast. Breaking news: Just out of Georgia, the governor is an idiot. Never be far enough away. Um, so I'm going to jump right well, into the fact that uh, surprising. <laughs> it's not surprising. This governor is an idiot. He is signed as part of his executive order that um, people can get their driver's licenses without taking the test. It's just for this for these next, I don't know, month or so. I'm not sure how long. It's just, hey, you know, as long as your parents give you the A-OK, you're good to go. You still have to do those 40 hours that your parents sign off on. But there's there's no proof required that you did it it's just your parents so i'm not sure what happens then it's like if you get into an accident is it is it the parents fault for signing you off like or like how how's insurance gonna go i'm just i'm just so baffled oh that's a that's a good point maybe i'll you know as a if you were a kid there, you'd be able to say, oh, you know, the state's actually liable for me getting in this accident. They didn't actually check to make sure I know how to drive. Yeah. I, it's not my fault that I ran a stop sign. I didn't actually know I had to stop. Well, there there could actually be. Like, I know like, I'm supposed if, to know that, but the state if is someone, sure. If someone hits me, if I get into an accident, someone hits me and they got their license. I find out that they got their license through this way. I could I maybe could sue the state and say, this is your fault. This you did not test these people. Yeah, you yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I am certainly not. Why a lawyer, did you so... let this person hit me? Yeah. Why did you? Why did you not say? I just don't understand. I, like, it's yeah, not like no, people are supposed to be going point. anywhere. Well, to be fair, actually, in Georgia, the shelter-in-place order is up. But, um, you, you know, really, we're not supposed to be going places too much. <laughs> so it's like, why do you need your driver's license? You're Sixteen. You don't have school. Where are you going? But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a great point. What does a 16-year-old really need with their license anyway? <laughs> I mean, if they have a job um, now, but... Yeah. N- <laughs> you know, I worry about kids hitting me uh, normally, but I'm really worried about kids that don't even have to take a test. And yeah. How they all... Well- there. I mean, like, people are bad at driving anyway, but it's oh, even right. worse when, when they can just drive freely like that. Yeah. And I've seen some parents that say, oh, I'm, you know, really happy because my kid's ready and now I can we can get them signed off. And other parents say, I don't know if I'm qualified to tell them. I may not know of some law or rule. Like, I may be doing it wrong from because of it's how I was taught when I, you know, when I learned how to drive 50 years ago or whatever. You know, it's it's they're like I you know I may I, you want that unbiased perspective like hey you're doing this wrong well it's also the point of uh I, how how do you really trust parents to be able to judge judge their kids like that um like what yeah. qualification do parents have to teach their kids how to drive or test their kids in their driving skills in that sense like we actually pay specific people to test our population on our driving skills before they're allowed to drive 
just yeah. like we pay teachers to specifically teach our kids because they are educated in that. Um, yeah. I worry about career. all the homeschooling that's happening right now, not just with this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of people going online saying how much they're struggling to teach their children. It's like, yeah, because that's not your professional career. Like that's, it, it, it would make sense that you're struggling to do this. You were, you, you don't even have to do it with a class full of 30 kids, but you still, I mean, this is not what you were trained how to do. We very specifically <laughs> train our teachers and then don't pay them enough. Um, and to do, to do this job, to educate our children. And we shouldn't, this expectation that we can somehow be fantastic at it is, is quite ludicrous. Well, and it's also one of those things that I, I look at the education of our people. I mean, basically almost half our population can't read above a fourth grade level. Almost half of our population can't do um, more than basic math. I mean, there's a lot of people in our, uh, in our country that wouldn't be able to go to the store and get to the, the, the teller or whatever, and tell you how much they're going to have to pay before they actually ring yeah. up because they can't add all of those prices yeah. together kind of concept. Um, how are we expecting those people to teach the kids that are the future of our country? Yeah. That's well. And also these, I mean, these, you know, you might have to be going to work as well. Like you, it's, you, one may not even be able to have the knowledge to teach these kids, but also to, totally. be, to say, Hey, just go home and, and teach them. But Hey, I'm still an essential worker. Uh, yeah, that's what I don't know how what's happening. Yeah, with, no, that's um, definitely something I've been thinking about. Where there is there is all those kids at home. I've been wondering what happens now that Georgia's and some other states are going are going up with uh, the shelter. Sorry, the shelter in place order is no longer in effect, except if you're um, over sixty five, I think, or you have a pre-existing condition, then there's still a shelter in place order in effect. Um, but what if, so that means that you can't collect this unemployment. I don't know what it means for the 600 a week that people have been getting. You know, what if you have to stay home because you have to care for someone that has COVID-19 or you, um, or, Oh, there was one other reason. Or yeah, I think it was if you, or you've just, you have kids that, and there's no, like you can't go to work because there's no childcare centers open because those are still closed. So I'm, I'm a little confused how it's all working here and in other I, states. I do believe that's written into the laws. I'm not, not a hundred percent positive, but I believe that I've read that if you have to care for somebody or, um, you have kids that, that you need to take care of because there's no, no childcare available for them. You're also, um, given that provision to be allowed to collect that unemployment. Um, like you're, okay. you're kind of, you're like the gig workers and things like that. People that wouldn't normally be able to, to collect, but since you yeah. aren't able to work because of COVID-19, you can yeah. collect. Yeah. Oh, it's an interesting time for all of us. Yeah, and we're all trying to figure out how it works. It like it don't, none of it makes sense and none of it's clear. It's I think it's part of the, the thing that a lot of people are struggling with is this idea of I don't know what's coming next week and I, there's no there's no clear plan in place. So 
all this uncertainty makes me stressed out and it makes it hard for me to, to say, yeah, no, I, obviously I should stay home because what happens when I have to stay home six months from now? Like I can't, that's not sustainable for so many people. Um, yeah. But that idea of maybe we are coming out next week, maybe we're coming out two weeks from now. Um, and they just haven't, they haven't expressed any sort of um, plan that, that people can, can use, you know, saying, if we hit this metric, we're going to do this. If we hit this metric, we're going to do this. And, and I understand it's not like there's, there's not like one metric that you got to hit, but if there's a, if there's five or six different things that you're looking at, talk about that and say, Hey, these are the five things that we need to to work on. And before we see these things hit these ranges, we're not going to do anything or or whatnot. Like at least give, give people an idea of what you're looking at instead of just saying, Hey, stay at home. Good luck. You know, um, I mean, we experience this kind of thing on the ice a lot where it's, there's this lack of communication and it makes people stressed out because they don't know what to expect or where they're going or what they're doing. Um, and it really bothers people and we don't normally have it here. We don't have that, that lack of communication where right now it's, it's a lack of communication on a clear, coherent plan. And it's really bothering a lot of people, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, even, I mean, I remember learning this in, in a number of jobs that I've had is, you know, you just, you give the information that you have to the customer, like it's a re- like customer service is like, you know, if our bus is, is, you know, coming, there's this big queue, big line, you say, you know, they're demanding, where's the next bus? And you, you know, call the bus driver, you know, you don't say, oh, it's five, 10 minutes away because that could be wrong. But you could say, hey, they are 10 miles away. They're at this point, you know, in no traffic that usually takes this much time. If there's traffic, it could take longer, usually maybe about this much time. But you give just kind of some information to people and that calms them down so much. But if you just say silent or you give them false information, all it does is piss them off. All it does is make them so angry. But if you're just, you know, clear with people, yeah. you calm them down. Yeah. And it's something I don't understand how some people don't yeah, it's get. It's definitely an important thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's definitely bringing it to light with this whole thing where we're not great at communicating as people when it comes to emergency situations. It's actually a, a, something I think about about a lot, especially as a person that's constantly out of communication. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on like Facebook all the time and I'm not, not constantly looking at the news and there's times where I'm, I'm off the grid. Like I, I go out on hikes for a week long, uh, time yeah. where I don't have any sort of cell phone service or anything. Um, and how do we inform our people of, of continuing situations or emergency situations in the first place? Like with this, I mean, imagine being a person that doesn't have access to the internet or things like that. How do you know that there's a lockdown order in the first place or that it's over? Um, or, or maybe you have a, like a cell phone. Like, why don't we have things that just push out messages to all the cell phones out there that say, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what you're planned for. There is, I think you have to sign up for them, but like I'm signed up on my phone for emergency alerts. So when there's like a, a kidnapping nearby or like in my County or whatever, you know, there's like a, like a, um, 
like child kidnapping. Basically, an Amber Alert will go off on my phone giving a description. Um, And, but I've got, I got, I don't get them anymore since I'm not in the area. But when I was in the area, um, I would get text messages from basically the state of California um, just saying, or the, or the, my county or whatever, saying there's a shelter in place order going into effect. This is the, um, the, like, go to this link for more information. And it was just like, it, you know, buzzes at your phone, whether your phone's on silent or, or what. And it, and it just makes like a loud tone until you click huh. okay and view it. Um, but I think you have to sign up for those, but I think they're really important. Like I, you know, anytime, like I did a, you know, partial country road trip with my dad last year. And, um, twice, I think there was a, an Amber alert that went off on my phone and, you know, it just means one more set of eyes that can watch out for that, that car and that, you know, suspect is whatever. Yeah. But I don't think people know that they can sign up for these things. Um, which is a shame. I've gotten the Amber alerts before. Um, I've gotten those, but I've never gotten, anything like on the shelter in place or, or whatnot. Yeah. Like I, maybe it's something that California does um, maybe, or maybe yeah. it is something that I have to sign up for. I'll have to look into that. That's an interesting thing. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I think about it a lot. Yeah. Well, I find funny when you keep hearing these stories of these people that come out of these four week long, you know, what rafting trips and they're just like, what? the hell what (laughs) why are all the stores closed what's happening i don't understand yeah those people are really not prepared they've just gone through their four week supply of stuff now they get home and they're like i can't buy toilet paper i've just been using no toilet paper for four weeks i just want toilet paper (laughs) that's so funny yeah no that's uh it's it's still weird going to the stores like it's where what's this a month and a half now into this and yeah. still going into the stores and you can't find sanitizer still. And you can't find, yeah. uh, I mean, definitely the toilet paper and paper towel aisle has still not been restocked. I don't understand. I, I we're running, we've run out of paper towels here. We are running very low on toilet paper. We cannot find toilet paper anywhere. We're just like, what the hell? And, um, meats are now because of all the, the, the meat factories, um, mm-hmm. the, they've, they're, I mean, you know, Trump signed that order to keep them open, but you also don't have the people to keep them open because they weren't being properly protected. So yeah, all you know, now sick. meat prices are stock right are skyrocketing, or you know, not they're just disappearing off the shelves. And yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's, it's a good time to be a hunter. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good time, good time to have those hunting skills. Well, except that you know the public lands were closed and things like that. So where are you going to yeah. go hunting? True. <laughs> you better hope you have a lot of property. Yeah. Oh gosh, what a what a world. What uh, a world. Anything else uh, interesting going on in your your neck of the woods or whatnot? I don't think so. It's nice to be living in warmth. I haven't done that in two years. Oh, um, yeah. This is this will be my first summer in two years. I'm stoked, man. I cannot wait to live in summer. Um, How warm is I'm it? I'm also... Be, what was that? How warm is it? Uh, 70s, 80s. I think it's going to hit up to on the 90s tomorrow, next Ooh, few days. nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not so looking nice. forward to this whole mosquito thing that I've heard about <laughs> down here. Like mosquitoes but... the size of, like, birds? 
Yeah, I don't know. Everyone just says that they're really bad down here. But on the other hand, every other time I've been near mosquitoes, I don't get bit that bad. Or if I get bitten, I, I like it doesn't really itch. So I don't know. I mean, I, I can understand. I don't like you, so I can understand mosquitoes being like, yes. nah, no thanks. I'm not exactly. messing with that one. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to be any closer to her than I have to. Maybe if I just keep myself really smelly, I don't bathe, then I'll even keep it even further away. And I'll keep people six feet away from me. So, like, double whammy. No coronavirus and no mosquitoes. I could be wrong, but I think it would work opposite. Like, it, it would attract the mosquitoes, and then everything else, you know, obviously people would stay away. So you'd be surrounded yeah. by a cloud of mosquitoes, but no people. But no people. Honestly, kind of nice. that might be... That might be a perk, man. <laughs> you, have, you have like double deterrent. Like people don't want to come near you because you smell and they don't want to come near you because you're just like surrounded by mosquitoes. You know, as long as the mosquitoes don't like the bites don't itch, I can deal with them. Probably the flying around my ear might drive me <laughs> insane. But like, but then there's no people like I don't have the irritating people thing. I don't know. I'm pretty stoked. That definitely that flying around the ear thing after getting off the ice. That's one of those things that gets me every single time is like, yeah, yeah like I'm normally not like excited about bugs flying near my ears, but I'm not bothered by it. But that first time after getting off the ice, it's like, holy crap. What was that run for your life? Kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> so frightening. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I hate bugs. It's one of the things I love about Antarctica is I don't have to be surrounded by bugs. Um, mm. And getting off the ice is very, it throws me a lot. I'm like, ah, there's a thing. Oh, it's a moth. Oh, oh, <laughs> butterfly. Oh, no, no. Like my headphones, my headphones will like, the line will like just oh, yeah. graze my skin, scare the shit out of me. Oh my God. Oh. I, I feel I used to have a much worse time where that were like, my clothing would touch my body and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure I got an ant in my pants. <laughs> um, ants in your pants. But I don't, I don't have as much of a problem with that anymore. Um, every once in a while, especially now that I'm growing the beard, uh, like my hair. Is, so it's like a double whammy. I'm growing the beard and I've started to, to let my hair down. I don't have it tied up in a ponytail. So it comes forward and gets in my beard way more often. <laughs> I think that that's bugs pretty regularly. Like why? Oh my yeah. gosh, there's something in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Will one time when, when Will had his really full, he sh he's trimmed his beard down now a lot shorter, but um, he's on the ice. It was really, really full. And he would sometimes just pull like one of my long ass hairs out of there. He's like, where did this come from? And the other day he found one of those like um, twist ties just in his beard. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, what are you growing in there? I was like, comb your beard, dude. How do you get a twist tie in there? I don't know. We were, I was, I, I might have come from like I built a little a shelf at like one of those IKEAs, not even IKEA, like straight up from Walmart shelving units, um, and uh, and and I there might have been twist ties in there, but he wasn't even helping me, so I'm not even sure how he got it up in there. Well, that's know. even like even if you were helping, how did you like maybe it popped <laughs> off it of something and like bounced into your face but other than that i don't understand how you could get a twist tie in <laughs> the best beard. part was the best part was the day later he was actually looking for a twist tie and i was like have you checked your beard <laughs> he just <laughs> he did not have one at that time but oh that would have been so good yeah, uh, yeah. gosh yeah. i'd love to 
be able to hide a twist tie in my beard. We'll get there someday. Your beard is glorious. I'm I'm really glad you're growing it back. I I don't know if you remember, but when you shaved it off my first year, I was I just stared at you for like a few weeks. I couldn't stop staring at you because I didn't know how to handle the fact that your beard was gone. I just I just kept staring and I was kind of speechless and I was so sad that you didn't grow it back. And I'm super excited. It's, it's kind of funny actually, cause I started the way that my beard progression has gone on the ice was I got down there my first season. I was in the galley and I had, I had, you know, it was much weaker of a beard, but I had my beard. Um, and we had to wear like hair nets on our beards. They didn't have beard nets. Um, and I was very uncomfortable with it. Like it made me feel like I was choking. So I, I shaved off my beard my first season after maybe a couple weeks. Um, yeah. And then most of the time, like my first two seasons, I was totally beardless. So I feel like most of the people on the ice know me with no beard. Oh, um, really? And then my second season, or your your first season, I mean my third season, um, I did have that beard when I came down and I had it for, for quite a while in the season, I feel like. The first like. half of the season, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's also now there's people that come down there that have no eye or they see me as that beard person and it's got to be weird to not see me with it. I never thought of it that yeah. way, actually. That's I love that you started wearing your hair, um, not tied back anymore when you started letting it go and see, I didn't know your hair was so curly. You got it some wasn't. beautiful curls and you just like, I don't know. They just, they just started coming out and Shelly and I were just like staring at your <laughs> curls. We're just like, Oh my God. They are, they're amazing curls right now. So I don't, my hair wasn't this curly. Like if I had my hair down, it was a lot straighter. Um, on the ice, I got my hair cut for the first time in like 15 years. Um, was it that? I think that's what caused it to become curly. Oh. I think that's what it was. I, I it like, kinda, I, I don't know what else yeah, you, was. Yeah. It kind of cut off the dead ends because she just trimmed it. She did a really light trim, didn't she? Like she didn't take a yeah, lot off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, she did a great job. I'm super appreciative that I found yeah. a, a person to cut my hair. Yeah, she did. She, you were you were panicking. You pan. I, I came into the room because we lived across the hall from each other. I came into the room when he when he got his hair, or like not knowing his hair was getting trimmed right then, but I just came to go talk to him. And he was like totally fine throughout it. And then when I came in, his panic level started rising. And he's like, I don't know why, but having you in here is just making it worse. It's like it was, I, think it was, I think it was the idea of somebody was watching me get yeah. my hair cut which made me feel very uncomfortable like I, i'm uncomfortable getting my hair cut as well as it's like something that in my mind is like what's the way to put it uh it's like wrong or bad like i i worry that people would look at me and be like oh my gosh he's getting his hair cut <laughs> or something like i don't know what it is in that sense but um, I, I'm worried about that judgment of other people thinking I'm getting my hair cut, um, yeah. which is funny. Cause I'm sure that's just all internalized. Like that's me. Like anytime yeah. I see somebody that like, Oh, you got a haircut, bad decision. What a lame-o. <laughs> a lame-o. <laughs> you, should, you should never cut your hair. You're such a loser. <laughs> oh man. Dummy. I I let my mom cut my hair. So I, I hadn't cut my hair in like a year and a half. I'm just not good at getting my hair cut because I'm moving around so many places. Um, but mm-hmm. the ends, that like the bottom few inches were just really fried and just really dried out. And I, I kept meaning to get a haircut. And then, you know, everything went into shelter in place. So I couldn't. 
but it just started driving me insane. It was it was making my hair get so tangled every day. It was just it was driving me insane. Yeah. So I just let my mom cut it, and I had a little bit of PTSD. I'm not gonna lie. From the previous one other time I ever let my mom cut my hair in third grade. She decided that she wanted to be one of those cool moms that cuts people's hair. I love you, mom. Sorry. Um, but she, uh, what what you got to do when you do this, when you cut your own kid's hair, is start when they're a baby because they don't give a shit what they look like then. Yeah. They just might look stupid with a haircut, but you're the only one that might care. You don't start <laughs> when they're 10 years old. Uh, and apparently it is also on me. I She asked me whether I wanted it shoulder or chin length i thought i said shoulder she says that i said chin um and so when she tried to cut it chin length she cut it all jagged and so we oh. had to go to super later and it, it cut like cheek length like up like my nose like cheek length to get it all straight and my mom was like it was so cute i'm like no it was awful i hated you for that i was so bad but Despite this fiasco 16 years ago, I let her cut my hair recently, just trim off the dead ends, and she did a really good job. So my faith in her is restored. I won't let her ever cut my hair any shorter than, you know, my back, <laughs> like, like my shoulder blade length. But, uh, but yeah. I like stories like that. Like, I feel like the parents walk in with their child into the Supercuts, and that Supercuts hair, hairdresser's like, Oh, what the hell did you do? She she vocalized too. My mom said that woman was so mean to her. The the person who was cutting hair was just like she was just like, This is terrible. You did a terrible job. I don't try and do your job, do you? I was like, Okay, lady, you're about to give me like it's super cuts. Like it's a twelve dollar haircut or whatever. It's not like you this is some great salon we're walking into. So like let's cool it a little yeah. bit with the, with the aggression but she was apparently really rude to my mom <laughs> oh it was brutal. makes me want to be a hairdresser now that i think about it like i <laughs> want to go just judge people in their hair <laughs> yeah oh, oh man oh i kind I of thought about I going I, didn't, I couldn't be a I didn't realize how long it takes to go to like hairdressing school it's like apparently like two years i thought it was like a couple months course or something like that i was because i was like i'd love to learn that skill like that's super helpful or whenever i have children i'll just start cutting their hair like my aunt did when they were a baby and just try not to mess it up <laughs> yeah that's not a bad idea um yeah. you can always look up tutorials on youtube there's so especially right now with everyone like you know sheltering in place there are so many tutorials on how to cut hair so many Oh, I don't even think about that. There's probably going to yeah. be a ton of new tutorials coming out. I mean, even before then, there were going to be heaps, but because it's just, you know, YouTube loves to do that. Everyone loves to be like, look at me, cut hair. Ah, da, da, da. These are my talents. But, you know, now with shelter in place, like, hey, here's how to cut your, you know, husband's hair during quarantine. Here's how to cut your wife's hair so she doesn't divorce you in quarantine. Like, things like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. I learned how to tie, tie my tie on uh, YouTube. Ooh, I learned that from marching band. We had to we had to wear mm. white t-shirts and ties and black dress pants. And I can still tie it. I can only tie like a basic knot, but that's how it's a very useful skill I learned from marching band. And I've I've actually had to tie ties for men before. They're like, I don't know how to do this. Like, Give it to me. <laughs> I uh I never got to do marching band. I kind of wish I did. It oh. seems like it's so much fun. 
It's it has its pluses and negatives. I, I mean, mean I'm I sure it overall. Like hard and there's there's definitely times where it's like this is stupid and sucks and I hate you all. Um it's but... it's for me it was simultaneously a great community and a terrible one. There was <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There was a, like I I mean that's where I like I still talk to my high school friends from marching band like I still like my 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 core group of friends in high school that's how we met and and you know that uh, I love those girls. Um but it was also the guys and some girls older than me that bullied me relentlessly in high school and they were like the cool kids in marching band so which i know sounds like an oxymoron but um <laughs> but they were they were the they were the cool kids in marching band and i got picked on a lot and uh so it was and it was kind of just allowed by a lot of people because you know like allowed by my other peers because it's you know it's they're they're the cool kids and i'm the weird one that's and, the way it works yeah yeah and it was so it was you know i had some great times but i also had you know some of my worst memories because of marching band as well but you choose you deal with what you're dealt and make lemonade out of lemons and whatnot and all that bullshit and you know i still have some great memories from there (laughs) i feel like the whole like music scene no matter where you're at whether it's like high school music or you're you know playing in a rock band or you're in you know a classical symphony or whatever it's simultaneously an incredible community of people and at the same time it's also extremely toxic like there's all sorts of toxic people in the music world but i've also met some of the greatest people of my life in the music world too it's it's i mean that's kind of true everywhere in a sense but i feel like that is a uh extremely polarized yeah portion of the world in that sense and that's actually one thing i really appreciate about the the music scene on the ice is that there is absolutely none of that toxicity no. when it's it comes just, to the music scene it's just like 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 claire invited me to come um you know join the the jazz group that just you would casually meet and play jazz music and so then you know one of them amy she taught me how to play piano a little bit and and i would sing a little bit like it was just totally it was just it was just fun and warmth there was no dramas there was it was all just about enjoying the music and enjoying each other's company and i love that about the ice i love that yeah oh yeah Yeah. it's it is it is a shame to see that i mean ice there's on the ice there's still the the whole click problem you know you always say oh Oh, sure things are things aren't like that out of high school it's like yeah there always are like there's always going to be clicks every every like place i've worked there's always some kind of clickiness in somewhere you know, you there could be less in one portion and more in another portion, different departments, whatever. But you know, it's just human nature. Oh but, yeah. But not in the music scene at, at McMurdo, which is nice. Just a it, yeah. Just a good place. A bunch of people wanting to just enjoy themselves and make music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which is cool. Uh, I've been uh, playing a ton of bass guitar, which is yeah, been super fun. Uh, it's really interesting to me. Like I, I didn't play for almost 10 years. Like I, I, every once in a while I'd pick up a bass and play here and there. And I, I played more like acoustic guitar than I did uh, bass actually. Um, but I, even that I didn't play regularly. It was just here and there. Uh, but I picked the bass up and I feel like I'm I, like, I inst- instantly felt like I was better than I was 10 years ago yeah. without having practice at all. Um, I mean, I, obviously like my fingers 
where didn't have the the strength and chops whatnot but uh understanding how to actually create music and that kind of thing was so much easier and it made so much more sense it's so cool i can't oh, that's so I'm hoping, good. yeah i'm hoping to play music with some some people on the ice this year that'll be yeah that'd be fun i i tried to teach myself piano this season and then just kind of I mean, I really enjoyed it, but it was just, it was, I wasn't great at sticking to it and making myself go down there. There was always so many other things to do. Like I would just yeah. go down to the chapel because it was the easiest. Um, but, uh, but I'm thinking I was, I was talking to someone and I was thinking I was, I might bring, I still have my flute that I've had since fifth grade. That's what <laughs> I played, you know, fifth and sixth grade and then into high school with marching band. Um, and I was like, I might bring my flute back down and it's probably crappy and the pads need replacing and whatnot, but it might be fun to just bring down and, and leave there. And, um, and just, you know, whenever I end up leaving yeah. the ice permanently or for, for now or whatever, I just leave it down there and leave it for people to enjoy. But yeah, I was thinking about trying, trying to buff up those skills. Yeah. We could use another flute on the, on the ice. Um, yeah. Especially one, like if you got the pads repaired before you went down and whatnot. Um, yeah, I might do that. I don't know. For the most part, all the like woodwind instruments that have pads and whatnot, their their pads are in lousy Terrible shape. shape. I, yeah, I kind of want to bring down a like a light bar and um, some pads and that kind of thing, and do some repairs on those instruments because a lot of them like the do you know how? the. Um, I do know how. Um, oh, cool. What, I, I, I can't think of words right now. Like the actual, I, I'm thinking the word valves, but that's trumpet. Um, but oh, the thing yeah. that, you know, the pads, um, the a lot of those won't even close. That's the right word. Thank you. Is that what uh, they're called? The keys. Flute, flute yeah. keys? Are those? I, I, I believe I can't keys, remember. Yeah. It's literally, uh, right. my band director would probably be like cringing at me, like, come on, Bex. But, um, I'm cringing yeah, at me. Remember. I'm great. But, oh God, it's been, it's been so long. I was 18, 17 when I last played it. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I hopefully it's not too expensive, but I would like to go get those, go get those fixed up. We can play together. Yeah. Um, no, that'd be fun. That'd be a good time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of instruments that I want to work on down there in like your issue. They need to be repaired. Yeah. And you're still working on, on, you were like repairing the unicycles too, weren't you? Uh, there's only one unicycle there, but I, I. Oh, so the one. It, it didn't really need to be repaired. It just needed to be adjusted. And actually, I guess I could bring down some, because it does need one repair, one of the um, bolts on the seat yeah. strip. Um, you still have to teach me how to ride a unicycle this year. Oh, well, I fixed it and whatnot, and I'll, I'll be much more rigorous on that. And definitely, if you're, you gotta, you got to try harder than you did with the piano. This is true. This is true. I did try hard in the beginning. I just, you know... Yeah. Things went to shit and I gave up. It's one of those places that seems like it's like, oh, this is going to be so easy to just like dedicate some time to learning piano. I mean, I got all the time in the world down here. And then yeah. you get there and it's like, I don't have all the time in the world. And there's things that I want to do. And yeah. like my four hours a day that I'm not working or sleeping, I don't really want to go play piano. Yeah, it's like sometimes you want to do it, and so and so I would do it on my day off. I would try and be pretty good about just going to the chapel, especially when I was on nights the first half of the season. It was easy. There's no one in the chapel yeah. in the middle of the night. You know, I'd go two, three in the morning and just go play, and I don't have to worry about anyone hearing me or being self conscious. <laughs> but yeah, then you know, 
there's other things and you want to hang out with people and da 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 you know stuff happens oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people go down there and they're like, I'm going to I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to do this while I'm there. This is going to happen. And yeah. I know very few people that have ever actually done any season. of those things. Yeah. What about didn't didn't Monk learn Korean last year or two years ago? I think he worked on learning Korean. I he actually I talked about him or I talked about it with him this season. Um, and he said he'd, he'd kind of worked on it and then he kind of slacked off. Kind of. I mean, same idea where he yeah. got into it and then just kind of dropped off. Um, my my first season my goal was to exercise more and i actually overdid it i i ended up i was working out like it's literally seven days a week i was doing i was running every other day so i was basically running three times a week um i was going to a kickboxing class a jujitsu class and then two dance classes a salsa and and a a swing class and with all of those i was working out seven days a week and I was starting to crap myself out, so I cut back on some of them. But then I ended up like hurting my foot, like in one of the dance classes, I got a blister oh. on my foot, and um, or blister on my foot. And so then that kind of took me out from all of the activities. <laughs> like you know, I needed I needed to be able to stand on my foot and twist my foot on for all of these. Um, yeah. So so and then when by the time my foot healed, it was like two weeks later, and I just had gotten out of the habit. I was like, <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I did a pretty good job this season myself. I, I started working out regularly, and then my knee started to hurt, so I had to take a little bit of time off. But I, I think I did pretty good. Um, other than yeah. that, I mean, yeah, you were going every during every lunch period. Uh, I was going like four days a week. I think I you shouldn't be exercising seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, I never did it. Yeah. Um, I was just really That's enjoying fun. it. I was like, I was like, this is such a cool opportunity. I get to take a kickboxing class. I get to learn, like, I, I'd never done kickboxing before. I'd never done jujitsu. And I loved both of those. And I love dancing. So I was like, this is so much fun. Plus, I wanted to keep up with my, I already had a goal of running. Like, I was already running. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I can't give up on that. And I was, I just overdid it. I should have just picked and chosen. But it was also, it was tough because I wasn't sure, you know, oh, because like those people weren't back this last year. So none of those classes that I did. Oh I yeah. Like I couldn't do it with the same people, you know, and I mean, I get, I get that. Uh, I get that concept of like pushing yourself too hard too, where it's like, I would do my days of workout and it's like, I'm supposed to take today off. I'm not supposed to do anything. And then Brooke would be like, Hey, you want to go on a hike? And it's like, yeah, sure. Let's go on a hike. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my day off. Yeah. You know what I still haven't done? I still I meant to do it all my first season. I meant to do it all last season is hike Ob Hill. For the love of God, will you please force me to hike Ob Hill next year? Like Are you the talking day about we to the get top there. Of Ob Hill? Yeah. Uh, I haven't gone around it. I haven't hiked up it. I haven't done any like I seriously thought I was like I really, really thought I was gonna do it and I just I, I, like I made it like um Steve McGowan was like, you know, the two of us will go together, but then I got the crud and then he got the crud and then he got the crud again or something like that. So it was just like, <laughs> so like really sick to do it. And it was, and then I just, I don't know, I kept meaning to, and I just kept waiting for nicer, warmer weather. And it's Antarctica. It's not going to be nicer, warmer weather. No, no. And, I, and someone so, was telling me it's better to do it when it, there's actually snow on the ground. It's easier like to grip the rock somehow when there's snow. Or someone's saying it's um, easier. I think that's, I was like, that's sounds iffy but depends on the person i would say maybe like i personally like to do it more when there's no snow on the ground yeah Um, 
but uh, I'll do the Ob Hill loop with you, but I won't go up Ob Hill. I, I well, believe maybe I'll, maybe I'll go up at this season, but I pretty much don't ever yeah. want to back up it anymore. Like, no <laughs> Oh man. Well, I didn't, I also didn't have any hiking shoe, like warm hiking shoes. Like I had like my, my snow boots or my ECW boots, oh. but I didn't want And other than that, I just had like tennis shoes or like sneakers. I didn't really want to go up in that because that didn't seem warm enough and I wasn't really sure. But then awesome Stewie this past year, Ginny, she gave me, um, she was, I just happened to be the coffee house when she kind of shouted out to the universe. Hey, I've got, does anyone wear a size eight men's eight, um, and wants hiking, new hiking shoes. And I was like, I do. And they're perfect. I wear them every day. And so now I'm like, okay, you have no excuse. You have hiking shoes now. They're your favorite things ever. Walk up goddamn Ob Hill. Yeah, you um, definitely have to. I mean, I know. You, you're, you're, <clears throat> we're kind of a lucky bunch in shuttles where we get to see the station from a lot of different places um, yeah. in a lot of different ways. Like we get some really cool views where a lot of that, a lot of the town is stuck in town. Um, yeah. So going up Bob Hill really is special for them where it, for us, like it's really cool to go up Bob Hill. Like I definitely, you have to do it, but it's, but it's not quite the same as for everybody else. Yeah. We get the opportunity to constantly get off the base Oh yeah, and a lot of other people don't. So I, I did, I did kind of think about that. I was like, you know, I, I have this, this cool. Thing. I'm not like, I'll be a little annoyed with myself if I don't do it this season. But <laughs> I also know, like, it's not like I'm missing on these great views, or, or it's my only way to get, you know, out of town. It's not. I've got, you know, I've got ways. Well, you know, think of it this way: it took me three seasons to do uh, Ob Hill Loop. So. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you and I, I are going to do Ob Hill Loop together for sure. So, so after what I just said, we're like, we're a group that gets to see things from, you know, all sorts of cool places. I also think that it's really cool. Like waiting three years to do Ob Hill Loop was cool. Cause I got to see, I get to see that area from a different perspective again mm -hmm. for the first time. And it was really nice. Like everything looks different from a different perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, and being there for months at a time, you see the same perspectives over and over and over. And it's nice. Yeah for the first time in years to see something different there. So I think yeah. in that sense, it's kind of cool that you've waited. Yeah. Yeah. My cool different perspective, it was seeing the ice blow out this season, the oh, last yeah. like week or two that we were there, um, watching it blow out right before I left, you know, it, was, it blew all the way to, to Scott Bay, past Scott base. That was unreal to see, like driving, to, driving to the airfield. That was unreal to watch. It was, was super cool. It was so cool. And so that was kind of my new my new perspective. Well, and I got to do um, Room of the View as well, actually, now that mm. I think about it. so That's a fun one. Yeah. I heard yeah. the ice blew out even further, like the ice shelf started to break it's, off. It, the ice shelf broke off, yeah. there, uh, there were, I saw pictures from people who were there for March and April. The actual, like, chunks of ice shelf were breaking off to the point that they were thinking it got i don't know how close but it got quite close to the phoenix road and they yeah. were thinking what do we do if we have to make a new <laughs> phoenix road they were it was getting close enough that they were like shit Just imagine <laughs> imagine like you're you're expecting to get off the ice and then phoenix airfield blows out <laughs> wait i can ask will actually how close did the uh, ice shelf blow off like close to the road. Couple hundred yards. Couple hundred yards, he said. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it kept yeah. breaking up pretty good. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, but I remember seeing people's pictures and like incredible. some of the some of the ice shelf would blow into the um into like Winter Quarters Bay um, where the boat goes and yeah. like just seeing these huge chunks just stuck there. I, I mean, like I, I'm just seeing it through the pictures, but I've heard it was just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it, there were like twenty pieces yeah, there, and next morning they're all gone. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, no, I've seen the pictures too. It's awesome. That were two pieces alone create. Uh, the whole I'm kicking Will out. <laughs> <laughs> I I like the extra perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'd love to see those glaciers out there. Um, oh. It's definitely like a cool little. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't used to someone coming in and talking from this side, so I was like, ah, get out. Well, it's, all, it's funny. Uh, I like how he turned off the light on you, too. He did. Yeah, Rob and I can see each other, so we it's it's nice to talk to each other so we can see everything that happens. Will's been in and out of here for the past, like, ten minutes getting dressed. He's got to go to work. And I was just like, I was like, shh, shh. <laughs> 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 Well, you know, it's. I feel like it fits perfectly with the way that we record our, the way our show runs. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had to. We, the reason we're a few uh, days late this week um, is because the first day you had some like people I, in the yards, landscapers, landscapers outside. Yeah, yeah very and loud. Then, so we delayed it a day, and then, but when I was re- then the next day, it was on me because there were a bunch of tiny humans uh, in the other room, and so it was uh, it was quite loud. <laughs> you know, oh. that's yeah, no, it works perfectly. Um, it, you know, I think we we might be coming to the end of our show. Uh, we might be coming to the end, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a good um, one. We've we've usually overdone it, so this way we can shoot low. Yeah, I feel like that's a good idea. Um, no. I think that if anybody has listened to all of our shows, I really appreciate you because... I don't believe anyone has. Mix up, Ryan. I, 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 was one say, I don't Ryan. know that I could listen to all of our shows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I certainly uh, cannot listen Yeah, to no, thanks if you're listening. Um, I Sometimes I wonder if people have any questions or want us to talk about certain things. Um, yeah. We'll so talk I created about us it. an email account, actually. Shut the front yeah. door. You did? Um, he doesn't tell me anything. I did. I no, I, <laughs> I don't tell her anything. I try not to, at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just Bex and Rob separated at gmail.com. I like this. Um, yeah, I feel like you know, like I said, if you have questions or if you want us to talk about some sort of subject, you should email us. You can even email us and tell us to stop. I know we don't have the the phone like we do on the ice for people to call us and be like, please get off the air. Um, but we also don't have any email on the ice because internet is so slow. So, haha. So, yeah, we've swapped it around. So now we have an email. You can email us, tell us to stop, or tell us to talk about whatever you want. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got for the end of our show. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, Rob, I'll talk to you in another week. Um, until then, um, I don't want to hear your voice or look at you. So goodbye. All right. Bye.